Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Miracles in Recovery. Today's date is January... 21st. Well, we're zinging right along, right? We've yeah, been through, we we got through January already. I remember we were saying, man, Chris, we were talking about Christmas. We did the Christmas Eve show, the New Year's Eve show, and now we're doing the um, January yeah, Eve show. Yeah, the Martin Luther guess, King right? Jr. birthday show. Yes, exactly. The MLK edition of Miracles in Recovery. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. We, um, we've had a couple of cold days here, and um, I was up in I was up in D.C., Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. It looked like it was miserably cold. Well, it was it was very cold. So one of my friends gave me his scarf, right? Yeah. And on the way home, I flew back Friday evening. Everybody, everybody flew back, and at the airport, he threw threw me a scarf. And I didn't know that he was jinxing me at the time ah. by doing that and having me carry the cold weather back down to Florida. So this morning, in a group text, I said, uh, I think Tim kind of. <laughs> screwed us with, the, with this weather by by throwing me his scarf. So the other guy that was on the was on the te- text uh, texted back. I don't think so, Ray. It was six degrees where oh, Tim flew to. Yuck. Felt like negative twenty eight. That's. Awful. So I, I guess was I won't embracing. complain about the fifty six degrees here that are <laughs> so, making me very yeah, cold. Yeah, so I was embracing the fifty six. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you're outside and it doesn't feel all that great. No, and you know the funny thing is, is it's always been easier for me anyway to cool down mm-hmm. than to warm up. Me too. Me yeah. too. Last once, night once I was body so cold. Up. It just it was miserable last night. Yeah. Cold, cold, cold. You know, I had to turn the heat on in the house. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think that I have done that since I've had the new system. I just throw on two pairs of socks and <laughs> and and of course I have these little these little uh, yeah you got your the little, little foot warmers so my three yeah, little dogs. I've got yeah. cats, but they're not. They're not quite as warm as They're not user-friendly. <laughs> yeah. No, I have yeah. to throw them out. They wake me up. Yeah. So, how was your week? It's been pretty good. Yeah. Can't complain. Pretty uneventful. Yeah, a lot of work, but that's yeah. that's good. Work is good. Well, like like I said, I went up to uh, the um, pro-life right. march last uh, Friday, and, and I was, like, blown away by... The amount of people that were there and the age differences of people that were there. They had they had school buses of kids that, you know, like, I, I wish that, you know, addiction and recovery had the the awarenesses that they're giving children today. I mean, they, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, they, they were more than likely Catholic based schools that were going. There was a lot of seminaries that were there and, you know, there were more than likely Catholic based schools that they had these kids going to. And they were probably local DC um, schools, but there were a bunch of kids that were school age with, you know, um, 
you know, signs and, and everything for, uh, you know, the pro-life movement. And it was good to be able to be there and learn just by sight um, the power of um, a message. Like, you know, like I, I saw on the news in the morning that there'd be, a, you know, a um, couple of thousand people there. If there weren't five hundred thousand, there wow. were. Wow! And I, I'll, I'll, I'll forward you a. Uh, there's a school, uh, a school that did a. Um, what do you call it? What do you call that when you uh, start to finish in a minute? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, when you when you take a video, and you, uh, I have the word. I just lost it. Anyway, it shows the beginning of the parade all the way to the end in like in like forty five seconds. So like. It speeds it up. Speed? It speeds yeah. it up. Yeah. I'll, I'll, somewhere, somewhere in my conversation, I'll spit out the word. And you'll, I know. And I know. Once I, there's a once there's a word that doesn't fit into what I'm saying, time lapsed, and then ah, there, <laughs> there you, you go. go. There you go. So uh, yeah, and it's and it's pretty wild to watch the, and and it would be great if we could get half that recognition for. I, I mean, I know that they do the. Uh, the uh, opioid awareness day, the addiction awareness day. Right. I don't know how large of a crowd it is. It could be just as large. There were some um, mom marches, you know, and there yeah. are fed up rallies every year, and they have them in the states too. Yeah, but there was a big one well, in Washington was, for several years. They had one annually, yeah. and there were a lot of people, but I don't think it was five hundred thousand. No, and well, and they would never claim that there was. But when you look at this video. And you see the number of uh, maybe there was a hundred thousand there. You'll you'll absolutely say there's just no way because a hundred thousand fills the stadium. Right, that's a there lot were, of people. They were stadiums of people there. Wow, and uh, you know it was it was good to see that people care, and it kind of saddened me in a way too because. Um, of the struggles that we always endure with with addiction and in recovery, if we had that great of a recovery message, we have a great recovery message out there. If we had that great of a reception mm-hmm. to our recovery message, then I think we would be, you know, a lot further on in in squashing this this pandemic of 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 uh, of active addiction I, I saw an I was reading an article and they had the the states listed by um, ranking mm-hmm. with West Virginia being number one at 52 people per a hundred thousand die of, of wow. overdoses and that's a small state yeah too. and and it backed all the way off and I want to say Florida was number 17. Massachusetts was number seven. It looked like a lot of the uh, northern corridor states. Um, what was the lowest? I'd be curious to know that. Kentucky? I'll, I'll look it no, up. No, I'm sure Kentucky's high. They had a t- huge problem with no. it. No. Well, it was it, the people from Kentucky that were coming to Florida when the pill mills were so active. And you're right. bringing Maybe it, was it back. Mon- Montana or something like that. <laughs> well, there aren't any people. I, I shouldn't say that. If you live in Montana, I hear it's a beautiful state. However, I don't think it's highly populated and Maybe it's not as easy yeah. to get things there. I don't know. I mean, you'd be driving in snow a lot. <laughs> right. That would be like North Dakota, right? Right. 
Yeah. Right. Well, those were those were North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana. Those were some of the states that had the lower. Really. But it was still a, a, like like a stupid number that that I wouldn't want to be part of. Yeah, it's a huge it's, epidemic yeah. everywhere, and I'm sure in other countries too. It's not just the United States. No, it's exactly. it's everywhere, and and you've got you know the question that I always ask is why, why did this happen, and how has it been allowed to continue so long unabated? I saw. Now it's up to 192 deaths a day. That's so sad. I mean, and... and well, and two years probably, ago, it was 134. Those probably aren't... I was just going to say, those probably aren't even real numbers because the numbers haven't caught up with... Because the article that I was looking at, they said the most recent statistical numbers that they had to, to base this article on was 2016. We've blown those numbers oh, yes. way out the door. I mean, every year it gets worse, not yeah. better. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen a downturn yet. It's always going up. Yeah. And you have to wonder what is going on. Why? Or what are we going to do to stop it and, and, and at least cap it? Yes. I mean, why is that not possible? How is it that so many people are getting hooked into this when there is news about it now? There yeah. is press about it there there is Minimal. information out there yeah there's there's more information than there is press well, you know the but, president yeah. has you know initially did some work with it i yeah. don't know what i haven't heard much about it lately the governor here in the state of florida a couple mm-hmm. of years ago did something with it but then i haven't heard anything about it lately well the governor's changed so maybe this yeah. one this maybe one might, this one will pay more yeah. attention I, yeah. don't I don't i don't know if he didn't pay attention i mean he did he did assist with changing a lot of the evils that lurked within some of the counties he did, here. but it took a while yeah it took a while i think he took office when the pill mills were still up and going. Yes. It took a while to get that backed off. And then, you know, there were people who wanted him to come. They were having forums and they wanted him to come and and hear and discuss Mm -hmm. what plans the state had. And it took a while to get that going. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, hurry up and wait. That's, that's any government, but. Well, I mean, there is so much happening here with, with the, the shady rehabs and all of that, because once the pill mills went away, the rehabs took over and a lot of them were not on the up and up. So you kind of wonder what's, what, what is, what is waiting to get us now? Yeah. You know, because that, because they went after, they went after the. Um, cocaine cowboys of the '80s, and now they then they're going after the pill mills of the uh, the early 2000s. Yeah, and and then now they're going after the rehabs. W- what's the evil waiting? Yeah, I can't even imagine you know, what the next step is going but to be. Somebody, somebody's out there planning. Yeah, where you know, is all this stuff coming planning from? Planning some kind of and, bloodshed. And, and the the drug companies are all being sued in various. Oh, states. did you see that there was a. a one of the one of the higher ups in one of the big drug drug companies got uh, arrested, and is being charged with. Um, I did not see that, but I'm glad having having something to do with uh, the deaths that have come from his. Uh, yeah, I saw an article. I, well, I, I the, saw the headline. The I didn't read it. Of you know the original OxyContin, Purdue Pharma, and I forget yeah. their name. The family that that basically they're from Connecticut, owns, aren't they? Somewhere up yeah. there, yeah. And and they, you know, the fingers have been pointing at them for years yeah. because they made literally billions mm-hmm. off of that yeah. and and encouraged a lot of the shady practices and the lies that were told to sell this stuff. Yeah. I remember our friend Janice. Remember Janice, uh, there is no hero in heroin? Yes. Um, 
she when she was on she was she was saying that uh Purdue Farmer because of all of the the bad press that they were getting and the bad publicity they set aside a lot of money um for funding for uh, grants and for for things like that for our recovery type facilities and programs now um how you how you got that how you but the thing is is that they never changed their ways right they were still pushing the pushing the pill pushing the pill but sticking money over here just to say look what we're doing let us keep well, doing what we're doing i'd never heard of anybody getting you know too much in the way of free or subsidized care you know if you don't have insurance too bad for you well i mean um massachusetts is good for that Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, but it's probably one of the only states. Maybe California. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think California does have uh, uh, that as well, and I think there's a uh, a couple of places that I think there's a couple of places that, um, well, quite a few places now that do. You know, they sponsor beds. But it's not the same thing. I mean, if you have a facility with, with fifty people in it, and you're sponsoring one bed, yeah, you know, they're probably, here, yeah. Whereas in the last place that I went to, I was in there with thirty-four people on my floor, and none of us had insurance. Really? No. It, find that now. It's very, well, very, M-way. very difficult. Yeah, right? that's true. She yeah, did. so so it was the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. The same type of thing, and that was almost thirty years ago for me. And when was that? Like yeah, five seven or, or eight years ago? Was it seven or eight yeah. already? Yeah. Wow, we're, we're talking old. about that today. Oh yeah, yeah. Could being up in Dorchester, you mean? Yeah, she yeah. heard a Boston accent and got. She loves the Boston oh, accent, so she yeah. got all excited. <laughs> so yeah. The crazy things that 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 thrill us, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, she was all over the country. She was in Texas. She was in Tennessee. She was in Georgia. Wine country here. in California. Well, Southern California. Out the well, no, wasn't it? Was Temecula or something yeah, like Temecula. that? That was that was wine country. She was at, wasn't it? I don't think that's wine country. Oh, I thought I it was like a vineyard. North. I thought there was a vineyard that was. In I don't Temecula? know. I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't even. You know, you're right. Kind of close to San Bernardino. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the major city that was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they you fly into LA from. and drive out; it's not that far. Yeah. I mean, but all of those things were reasonably or relatively unsuccessful. For well, her. I mean, you know, they, they, I, I, you know, I guess we've always we've always had this uh, conversation. I mean, it's successful. It's 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 what we as individuals right. choose what to. What you're willing to put into yeah, it. Yeah, and what we're willing to do. And, and if you're and, ready. Yeah. And you have to be ready. Mm. I mean, that. we've had people on here that have said, uh, we can tell if you're ready or not. Right. You know, and right. we won't take you in our program. So they're just not going through the motions and filling a bed because they do know, I mean, because they are either recovery minded or in recovery themselves, they do know um, that there is someone else that will definitely fill that bed, will fill that need. And, you know, why, why play grab ass and just, I mean, like I always did, but it was. Well, I think a lot of places, unfortunately, you know, need money. 
and that's how they get it. Yeah, they but, fill the but common sense, you know, common sense tells you that if you and I are in a room and I'm just there for the food and you're there and you're serious and I get the bed, ultimately you're screwing two people. Right. Me That's very true. and you. That's very true. So my just because my insurance is better, you know, and I, I don't want to get onto a a, a, a recovery bashing show. We could <laughs> we can they can do that on their own. Or an insurance bashing show. Yeah, we, can, we could talk about that for an hour too. Yeah, yeah, but at least here in the United States, some other countries are better with it. Yeah, I mean, from from some of the stories I hear, but then you hear. Things on the other side, like even when like the some of the thing, the an article that we read on the air about um, Massachusetts putting a lot of the money into aftercare versus right. intercare. And, you know, and they've found that that is more successful taking care of the addict after right. when they're not using anymore, yeah. but they still need that support. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, sure. I know I did. You know? oh, I think I haven't met anybody who didn't. No, and and that's the thing. I mean, you know, you. I guess it's great that you're focusing on the first twenty to thirty days of an individual's newfound life, and then you hand them a bus pass. Yeah, and, and you're focusing on the other person's individual, and you're handing them a bus pass. Well, what happens after the, what happens after that bus pass? What happens to that individual? Right. As soon as so, they get that bus pass, they're out there looking for their drug again. Right, because, a lot of the time. Be, be, because of the time. there's, I mean, there are things set up, but like, where's the catch? Where's where's the handoff? You know, and and um, I'm grateful that that I uh, got a um, civilian handoff. You know, this last time I went into treatment and um, I stepped out the door and there was someone there waiting for me to to show me the way. And we can talk about that when we when we come back. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Call in, share your experience, strength, and hope. We'll be back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? 
Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Yeah, so we were talking before the break about um, like a handoff, like what happens after you get out of treatment. Fortunately enough, I had someone waiting for me to hold me by the hand. You know, I I knew that I knew that I I knew that I wanted to believe that I was done, but everything about me told me that was a lie. You know, I knew that I hit my saturation point, but everything evil was still alive and well in me. I mean, the only thing to be a scary feeling too. The only thing that changed was um, I wasn't sick when I woke up. Yeah. You know, my mindset didn't change any. You know, the conniving didn't change any. (laughs) I was still, you know. I would, you know, say, hey, look who's coming in the door, and I'd steal the brownie off the plate of the person that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so all yeah. of that stuff, I'm exaggerating, but no, but all I of think, that I stuff was that still there. it takes time to go away. It takes a whole hell of a lot of time. You know, and for the longest time, I was a little bit too proud, years, I was a little bit too proud to say that, um, you know, I would say, well, you know, once I once I surrendered, I, I, you know, I got it, and the obsession was taken away. Maybe the obsession to use was taken away, but all of that learned behavior over the years was so hard to change. Oh yeah, I would think you know the lying, especially just is to so lie. ingrained, just to lie. Yeah, not not For because no I needed to, reason. just to lie. You know, so that was so hard to change, and. Um, you know, it, 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 it all comes with time and it all comes with good orderly direction and following people who are like-minded. And when I say like-minded, I don't mean people who were lying just to lie. I mean people who were doing what I was ultimately the place I was trying to get to. And I, I, would, I would say that if you went to a gym... And you had a 
a body and mind that you wanted to look like. And if you copied that individual's workout and did everything that they did, you would probably ultimately end up looking with a physique like they had. Right, but you might need to follow their diet. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, everything. Yeah, so it's not just... You know, it's not just the workout. There are a lot of things that go with it. And I think that's what a lot of people miss, especially after, like you said, when you get out of the rehab and you're making the transition back into life. You know, I think the halfway houses, the original reason for the name is that you're halfway back. Yes. And and this is another stop for you. Mm -hmm. But they have instead turned into more of a, a housing for lack uh, of a well, better no, word. No, or the, what, what it is is they've taken that term and put it onto a different type of right. existence of housing. Yeah, because you know, when, there should be programs in place. You know, you have to have a job. You have yeah. certain chores you have to do when you're living in this house. You know, boom, boom, boom. And mm-hmm. you, you need someone in charge or maybe mm-hmm. several someone's in charge who can enforce that. And what I have seen that doesn't work is a lot of times you will have someone who's maybe a, a couple of months out of recovery and all of a right. sudden this is you know the, the person who's running the house. And that doesn't necessarily work all that well. No, and, and you know, you know the, the, it gives uh, that environment a bad name as well, you know, like just to sh- share what I, w- I was in a, an old uh, converted convent. Ah, so it had you a know, lot of rooms. There were, there like were, a dorm. there were 21 guys. There were, there were two, two beds per room. There were uh, 21 guys. There was one room. I guess that must've been mother superior's room right. or something. There was one room. Uh, I mean, there was, 21 guys and we had we had a meeting in the morning we had to make our beds we had to do all do right. our room right. um, meeting in the morning meeting in the afternoon meeting in the evening meet with with uh, therapists there were there were a bunch of stuff there was a bunch of stuff connected to that halfway house right on and after, People say, "Yeah, I'm in a halfway house." Well, where you at? Um, I'm at uh, at Joey's place. Well, yeah, that's not a halfway house, right? You know that. Well, what's the, what's your requirements? Um, pay. Well, you know, yeah, pay. Yeah. You know, well, food what stamps? Happens? Maybe. Well, they'll you know they'll they'll get me on food stamps, and then I contribute. Right. What happens if you use? That. What happens if you use? Well, that cost me fifty bucks. Ah, you don't get thrown out. Huh? Yeah. So that's not a that's not a. Uh, a halfway house. No, definitely not. And I, I think the ones that have been successful are the ones that have almost, you know, a military-type program where, like you say, you when you get up, you make your bed. Everyone pitches in with chores. Everyone has to have a job. My brother-in-law is actually in one now, and he loves it. You know, and he's an older guy. He's he's getting close to 60. And, and I said, well, what are the requirements? And he said, you have to have a job and you can't use. Yeah. That's it. Other than that. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, so then, so then you go from there. I mean, it depends on depends on what you have. I mean, well, you, he made you, it you, sound like it was run very, you know, in a very strict way. Right. Right. Well, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, if those are the parameters that you you are the you are the individual that ultimately has to find honesty. Right. Not to work the not to work the program that you into your benefit, because um, 
I did that, and it, it, it half measures availed me nothing. You know right. what I mean? It got me, it got me a whole heck of a lot more misery than it did get me out of pain. So you know, today when to look at you know like to if somebody said, "Hey, I, I need help." Uh, okay, well, where are you? Okay, well, might I suggest that you change this, that, that, and this? I mean, I'm not telling you you have to because you don't have to. Right. You know what I mean? Too many too many people think that they – or too many people become um, uh, like police. Yes. You yeah, know? Yeah. And that doesn't work either because, you know, I think one of the hallmarks of addiction that I have seen is people who want to buck authority. You know, nobody's going to tell me what to do. The people in charge are stupid, (laughs) you know. Right, right. Nothing's worked for me before, so I'm going to be my own person and I'm going to go against everything you say just because you're in charge. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was me. Yeah. It's it's a lot of you guys. Yeah. Yeah, a lot well, it's, of it's, you guys. well, it's not only a lot of us guys; it's a lot of people. Well, yeah, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, but but for you, for someone you know in an addicted situation, yeah. you really need that good orderly direction. And as long as mm-hmm. things are tough but fair, you can have some pride eventually, right? In being able to work through that and conform and do it right, right, and looking back and saying, "Look what I look what I walked yeah. through with, with really as much effort as, you know, struggling to get through it, like forcing forcing my myself to um, mold to what was suggested was the toughest thing going. I bet. But to look back and go. <laughs> I did that with minimal effort. In reality, but I'm sure at the time it seemed like oh, a at, huge the, at the time it was. You know, I don't want to do this. I can't do this, and it wasn't. It wasn't me. It was just my uh, the, the way that you know my learned behavior. But but even as you said, you know, they would give you little jobs like you're you're going to meetings, and then all of a sudden you have to be the greater, and you're right. like, what? Yeah, I ain't you doing know. that. Yeah. But you had to, and it wasn't so bad. Yeah. Well, I didn't have to. I could have. Cho- I could have chose. Yeah, you could have said no. I could have chose didn't. the curb, but yeah, but you didn't. No, I didn't. You so know, and, that was an achievement after a while, right? But and I but think it those the, little things build on each other. These little yeah. achievements build on each other until all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, this isn't so bad. I'm not so bad." No, no, and and, and you know the 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 great thing is is even small milestones like that you know i'm i'm really still not a a hugger yeah i know, you know? i'm not either um but but it but it got me here right you know doesn't mean that i'm going to embrace you when i see you but it got me here it, it it taught me to at least get out of myself now that doesn't mean if I see you in Walmart and I don't hug you, I'm 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 being <laughs> selfish. I I'm just not that kind of a person. But during during that time when they were saying, "Do you want what I have? Do what I do," that was what I had to do to get right. out of myself in order to be able to open myself up enough to hear the message clear and honest uh, through this thick lying head. Right. You know, and, and that's the that's the thing. I lied to myself for way too long. I, you know, I, never mind lying to my family, my fr- my friends, my community. 
I was lying to me, and right. that's why I became who I became because I was lying to me. You know, and 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 that's what you have to get away from. Yeah. But I, I'm sure you didn't even realize it at the time. You probably thought everybody, you know, everybody's against me. Yeah, but but I, but I think somewhere in there, you know, there was that little, you know, like the the you know the devil on your shoulder and the angel on the other. And I think the little angel was in there saying, "Don't lie to yourself." Yeah. But I would just push that away, you know, because common sense. I, I I pushed my common sense away. I never lost it. I pushed it right. away. So I think there were a lot of things that I did that my common sense or my uh, my morality told me, yeah, dude, what do are you this. doing? Yeah. But I did it anyway, you know. Um, and fortunately enough, when I ultimately hit my saturation point and I said enough is enough, they became my best friends again. You know my common sense right. and my and my morality, and that allowed me to decipher what was going on because I still had that evil fight inside of me. I still had that fight of wanting to use. I still had that fight of wanting to not conform. I still had that fight of um, fight or flight. Was well, it almost like taking the easy way out? That's what it seems like to me sometimes. You know, you can tell a lie. And- slide on out yeah it was i mean it was lying just because my mouth was moving yeah you know and there was even even if i knew that this color here was black i would say you know it's it's like dark gray yeah just just i don't know why but it's because the evils of addiction had me and that was one of the ways that it kept me sick because if if I wasn't lying to myself and everyone else I wouldn't be as sick as I was right which you means know? that you you wouldn't want to use maybe right which and means that that, that the disease, the disease would winning. be losing yeah. yeah so I mean I, I don't know you know I'm, I'm grateful that I can look back and and have the awarenesses that I have um and I and I wouldn't give up a day only because if I did, it would probably throw the apple cart off, and who knows if I'd even be here. You know, some of the some of the dirty things that I did, I I'm not proud that I did. But if I didn't do them, who's to say I wouldn't have gotten to where I'm going? That's true. You know, and you know, when you look back, I'm sure there must be, or there must have been at some point, a lot of guilt. And one of the things that you have to do is kind of atone for that. You yeah. know, and and you spent the rest of your life, you know, giving back to other people. Right. Which, which is, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Well, first and foremost, I think you need to uh, atone to yourself before you try to go out there and make amends with the world. Well, because yeah, the world's that's not going to tell us to yeah, forgive yourself because you're yeah. angry at yourself. You really are. Yeah. You know, and, and the world is not going to readily accept you at your leisure no you know um i remember even the amends are for you in the long run 
I remember a, a friend of mine was staying in my house, and he this was this was when I was clean. This was just before I moved down here, and he was out, and he he, he was do he was doing okay when he moved in, uh, and then he then he just lost it, and um, he was I I had to put him out, you know, and yeah. and um, I think a couple of years later I was up in Massachusetts and. Or some somehow some way, I saw him, and he and he said to me, you know, hey, uh, I need to make amends. And I said, about what? He goes, I don't know. That's what they told me I had to do. <laughs> I said, all right. Well, when you can remember what it is that you think you need to make amends to me for, come back and we'll have a conversation. Because if you're just coming up and you're saying you're sorry, and you're not addressing. Your issue, your your um, situation in it, and it wasn't for me. It was for him. Right. I mean, I know I know how addicts act. I probably shouldn't have allowed it to get that far. I was an addict. I was probably feeding into it somehow. Um, well, you want to help people, and yeah, you want to believe what they're telling you. Yeah, but you, you need to you need you need to keep an awareness of it. You don't want to invite the crap into your house, you know. And, and I did, so shame on me. But when he came and he was like, "Well, uh, you know, they told me I needed to make amends," so I was like, "Okay, well, I guess you made amends, but what'd you make amends about?" Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I think maybe you should go back and think <laughs> Let's about it. Let's go back it. and think about yeah, that. Yeah, because I mean, if it's if it's walking, just making hollow, hey, I'm sorry's, then I did years of that crap. Yeah. And and you have to really think about it too. You know, mm-hmm. what are you going to say? I think a lot of people don't even remember. You know, what, you know. I had um, a friend at work, and he came and said, "Well, I need to make amends." And I'm like, "For what?" I didn't even know that he. And he had done. I don't remember what it was now. He had done something that he thought was bad to me. Right. And I didn't even remember it, but it was apparently bothering him. Yeah, and, and, and that right there is the start of it. Right. You know, and once ultimately you feel, ooh, yeah, I remember. So so you can vocalize what it is that's bothering you at that point. And, and I'm sure that there were many times that I walked up to somebody and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry for this, that, or the other thing. And they went, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, I didn't yeah, even. Yeah, that was kind of me. It's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. It didn't bother me. But. <laughs> It's for you, not not the other person, really. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, because there are going to be people that you know tell you straight up, "You're a piece of crap," and get out of my face. Yeah, or other you people know. who say, "Yeah, you know, I don't want to hear it. Sorry, yeah. I don't believe you." Yeah, yeah, but, I'm I'm sure that if there's somebody that I called now that I haven't spoken to for the past thirty five years that I wronged, um, and I could never get in touch with them. They probably still have that same attitude because yeah. you know, but that's not on me, you know. And and that's what that's what amends does. And what we're going to ultimately do is we can talk about that on the next segment. I don't want to get too deep into it and then have to cut it off. So dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. That's eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Have you stopped to think seriously about hypnosis? Hypnosis can set you on your way to better health, can free you from anxiety, phobias, and so much more. Join host Inez Simpson for Hypnosis Everywhere, Inez Simpson and the Simpson Protocol. This show is for anyone from the experienced hypnotist practitioner to the merely curious. Inez Simpson offers tools and insights from the whole world of hypnosis with guests and open discussions. Hypnosis Everywhere, the Simpson Protocol, airs live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We got the power to change the world. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back for the final segment. Man, these, these, it just whips, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. You're just so easy to talk to. Yeah. Was it last week we had Lisa Lieberman Wang on? Yes. And she will be back with us next Monday as well. Um, because no, I we liked her. She had yeah, a very we didn't interesting really message. get into, we didn't, I mean, her first hour didn't really do us justice because she has a whole lot of knowledge that she was sharing with us and we really couldn't. Um, bite right into one thing so maybe maybe she'll be like uh she'll be like another david and come on yeah, that as would many be times good. as I, you know, I yeah think people don't realize that eating disorders are just another addiction they they yeah absolutely function the same and way. they absolutely tear you up my, oh, my, yeah. i had a, a cousin who struggled with i don't i, I think it was anorexia and she, beautiful girl and it just Tore her up. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. You know, and and I, I felt so sad. Like, but but I mean, if you if you put us both in a room and you and you put her there and put me there and me at my worst and her at her worst, 
probably not a whole you lot of You probably couldn't tell the difference. Uh, that was my daughter's first addiction. It started yeah. when she was 13 or 14. I guess around 14. Mm-hmm. And, and continued pretty much unabated through all the drug use and everything else. And yeah. even carried into the aftermath a little bit. But she's managed to overcome all of it now. I think you know some of it was, for her was just growing up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff about addiction. I still don't understand. Uh-huh. I only understand how it how it affects me. But looking at some people and how it manifests in others' lives, it it kind of blows me away. Like, like with with eating disorders, like, it, it, you know, and I don't necessarily know if when you take my drug away, and I'm okay as long as as long as I'm abstinent. Then none of that bad behavior surrounding that is going to come back, unless unless I'm just a, a, you know wanting to be evil. But somebody who has an eating disorder still has to eat, right? Once they regulate, I don't know. It just you know what I mean. And it's it always like even with gambling and stuff like that. It's it always uh, um, I'm in awe of people who who act out differently on their dysfunction than I did. I think with eating disorders, you just have to kind of restructure your whole relationship with food. Mm. You know, you're using it for an emotional reason rather than what it was intended for, which is fuel. But I still do that. I I think everybody does. Everybody does. So, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like when, when, um, you know, because I still, quote unquote, like say emotionally eat, how do they deal with that at that point? Like, do they smoke 27 cigarettes? Maybe. You know, but you know that's just I mean? switching addictions. But that's what I'm doing. But a lot of people. Hello? Hello? Who, I don't know what that was. Oh. I think that was Gail, right? Yeah, that was a very familiar hello. Ah. <laughs> the one that I've known for 59 years. Is that your so. sister? No, it was my mother. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. well, maybe she'll come back. Yeah, I think she'll call back. But, uh, you know, it, so so it's always, it always intrigues me when people come on and they share their stories of dysfunction and um, addiction. And it's relative to mine because it, it's it follows the same path, but the device is different, right? You right. know, and you know, I would venture to say that your device is different, but it brings you to the to the same emotional breakdown, right? You know, because stress knows no no value. Stress has no value point. It doesn't know. You know, if you're happy, sad, or whatever, stress is stress. Right. So how you feel it, whether you're related stress or uh, depressed stress, it's still stress. So we all have that same uh, um, common commonality in in that point. So. Um, well, it, it's not easy to be human. And it's not easy to have relationships with other people, and it's not easy, you know, it's not yeah. easy to be a child and grow up normally. I mean, I just, I think 
and I see it more and more now. It's it's just, you know, people are mean to each other. And right. some people handle it differently than others. And some people eventually need to medicate it in some way. Yeah. I mean, you can get addicted to almost anything, apparently. Or we are now labeling it more. Yeah. You know, we're, we're labeling aberrant behaviors as addictions. You know, you can have a shopping addiction. You can have a sex addiction. You can have an eating disorder that's an mm-hmm. addiction. You know, you can... Abuse substances. Yeah, there's just so many. But we're we're medicating isms. our yeah. our souls really. Yeah. By acting out on something so that we don't think about the things that are eating us alive. You know, and uh, while you're saying that, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Chloe, and yeah. she's she's rolled up in a ball. My little Yorkie. She's rolled up in a ball on the middle of the desk, right in the studio, and not a care in the world, knowing that Daddy's feeding her and. You know, she's got the unconditional love of whatever. She's always there when I walk yeah, in the door. And, and she gives and, it back. Yeah. And if we could have a piece of that. I know. We would be in so much greater of a place. Well, just, you know, she's, to me, she's almost a kind little dog. Yeah, she is. She's yeah. really, really <laughs> sweet. And it, w- yeah. it would be nice. It would be nice if everybody could be that way. Yeah. But we're not in a world like that. No, so we are we're absolutely not in the world. It, one, one because one because we're human and we we have the ability to step out in front of a bus. And I don't mean that literally, but as soon as we walk out the door, we can pee all over our day. Yeah, you know where a dog is so focused on what they can do for you. Right. You know, unlike cats, but that's another story. Yeah, well, my cats are yeah, mine are pretty nice. Yeah, but you know, back to addiction and and all the different ways that it manifests. It's it's interesting to me too. And one thing that Lisa said is a lot of times people will switch when they stop. Yeah, and you and you look at someone who's had a gastric bypass, mm-hmm. and a lot of them turn to drinking because they can't eat yes. anymore. Yeah, you know they they so they get that bloated feeling. They get that they yeah they, they, get the, yeah. they mm-hmm. can't they can't stuff like they did, and you know yeah. you have to eat a lot, a lot, or to weigh four hundred pounds. A even lot. even if you go to any A, you go to AA, you go to NA, you go to whatever A. Um, more than half of the people smoke, and seven eighths of the people are drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, I mean. But those are lesser evils. So they're, they, you know, yeah. they're if not I mean, condoned, they are at least um, allowed. Yeah, but I mean, drinking's allowed. Well, but not if you're in AA. Not if you're an alcoholic. <laughs> well, well, I guess actually it is because I mean, you know, to thine own self be true. So you know, and I'm maybe not, maybe not so much in AA, but you know, when 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 they say, you know. You're welcome, no matter what. I, I've seen, I've seen some horror shows come walking into meetings, and you have to embrace them because that's what we're there for, you know. Well, we, I was in, I was in a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. I probably I don't know about. It was before, just before I left to come down here. So it was probably like 2006, and uh, someone cracked a beer open right in the middle of the meeting. Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> he, he didn't know. He, I mean. Things I say is alcohol is a drug. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just thought it was, I thought it was comical that 
somebody well, was just that far out of it. Did he drink it? No, they kind of, somebody kind of, of course, you know, the 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 police stepped in and, yeah. you know, started screaming and get that out of here. And, you know what I mean? All the ridiculous stuff instead of just, you yeah, know, asking, quietly, hey, let's, asking hey, let's, him to put let's it take away. a walk outside. Yeah. But, um, you know, so so there are so many evils out there. And, and you are right. Like, I, I know a lot of people who flip as they go, flip, flip, flip until they catch up. And there's really nowhere else to turn. And they look back at all the damage that they did. Wow, I, 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 was, uh, I was a cocaine addict and I weighed 98 pounds. And... Um, you stop doing cocaine, you start eating. And, and now I weigh 400 pounds. Yeah, it, so... Yeah. You know, you can say, well, at least you're not doing cocaine, but for you, that's still a very unhealthy way to be. Yeah. You know, for that person who is who is overeating to that extent. And, you know, I know somebody who does that, and I've watched how much he eats, and it's just astounding yeah. to me. Like, like intentionally pounding it in? Yeah. Or is it yeah. just like Well, I think it's almost attention. mindless. Yeah. And it's... It's kind of horrifying to me, you know. I mean, we went to. I went. To, I met um, Janelle and the and the and the babies at, at Whole Foods. I had to go down south, and she she was there. She uh, had to do something, so I met them, and um, I was excited because Amaya screamed "Papa" when, uh-huh. I walked, when I walked into Whole Foods, and everybody looked and all of that, and I. She came with me when I got my when I when I filled up my my thing and I got healthy food, but when I sat down, I ate way too quick because yeah. I was talking to her and I was just shoveling stuff in my in my mouth and like five minutes later I went like, oh man, I'm glad I only got this amount of food yeah because standing up after eating twice as much of it. I would have gotten sick. Yeah, and it was it. So, so my eating habit. I was I, I wasn't aware of how I was eating, and 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 I got I got bloated. Like I I ate quicker than my my stomach was accepting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like before the level, and when you when you see some people eat and they just like go. Yeah, like, I mean man. two pizzas and yeah, yeah. Like where do you put it all in? Yeah. And, and, I mean, I eat a, a little bit quick, and um, I, I I can't even stomach it. So we're running out of time again. You know, it, these I, I think I think we're really only getting forty five minutes to be honest with you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because it goes it goes by way too quick. Once it we really start does. talking, it just I, I'm looking at the thing, and all of a sudden, boom, three minutes, two minutes, what? So. That's all we have for this week, folks. With miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. It is. Stay blessed. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.